This issue of the Sunspots Comics Podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Cryptid Zoo at cryptidzoo.com. Cryptid Zoo is basically a t-shirt line that's uniquely and strangely infused with augmented reality, and it's inspired by cryptozoology folklore figures like the Bigfoot. All the shirts are designed and hand-screen printed on 100% cotton, pre-shrunk t-shirts by the artist and owner of Cryptid Zoo, our friend, Julian Meyer. You gotta see it. You hover your smartphone over the shirt and it does stuff on the screen. It's pretty crazy. It just comes to life. You gotta see it. So please check out cryptidzoo.com and also use the promotional code Sunspots Comics. That's right. And you'll get 30% off your purchase. Most of the Cryptid Zoo shirts are about 27 bucks. So it's a great deal. And that's with tax and shipping included before the discount. So don't forget, use Sunspots Comics as your promo code on cryptidzoo.com and you'll get a big discount and that is c-r-y-p-t-i-d-zoo.com Hello, hi everyone, you are listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast issue number 136 covering the new comic books That just came out this last Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, December 6th. And this particular podcast is not the greatest pod in the world, no. This is just a tribute. (laughs) I am your comic book and tenacious D-loving host, Chris Latore. Hope you're doing good. Hope your holidays aren't too crazy. Hope you're feeling the holly jolly. That's always good. Makes it that much better when you're in line or, uh, you know, you can't get your Amazon items into your cart or whatever. Thank you so much for listening and for joining us right here on the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I truly hope that you and your loved ones are happy and healthy. So what is this Sunspots Comics Podcast? What's the gist, you ask? Well, utilizing an obscene amount of years of comic book reading experience and presented in my own positively charged way, that's what it's all about, I recommend, mostly, and lightly review and discuss my favorite picks of the best new comic books that just came out just this last week so it's all about new comic books yes why because i love them yep (laughs) never miss any issues of the sunspots comics podcast by just subscribing to it follow us along on the instagram twitter facebook youtube xbox live all of it all at one conveniently easy to find place at sunspots comics that's right so i gotta do Please spread the word and just tell a nerdy loved one that loves comic books all about our podcast. We would appreciate it. And a couple, of course, very important quick thank yous. First off, to the guy that you just listened to on our awesome Sunspots Comics theme song, Nick Papa George. I just saw him play live this weekend. Just him and acoustic guitar in this cool bar in the city of Brea. Thanks, Nick. It was an awesome good time. Uh, Thank you for making our Sunspots comics theme song, Nick. We had a nice little conversation about it recently, and you were telling me just how awesome it just came together quickly, and it just felt right, and I love it. But please check out his band, Solution. He is the lead singer and guitarist. Go to solutionmusic.net for links to their music and for upcoming show dates. They're also on the iTunes and everywhere else you can find uh, music. If you love reggae and rock and ska and just feel good music in general, you're going to love Solution. Check them out on the facebook.com slash solution reggae. So thanks again, Nick, for making our theme, our theme song here. We love it. 
Also, thank you to my son, Justin Jables Latori for his work on our spinoff podcast called Sunspots Scene. You've already got it. If you have subscribed to our podcast here, it's on the feed, but it's also where all the other podcatchers are. It's called Sunspot Scene. They loaded episode 11. 11 is, is awesome. It's about uh, their review and their thoughts and their discussion about Stranger Things season two. Super good. Uh, it's my son, Justin Jables, and his two friends, Moises and Matt. They call themselves the Kung Pao 3 Delight, which, listen to Podcast 135, Justin breaks it down as, as to how they got that little nickname for themselves. It's adorable. Uh, they talk about movies, TV shows of all genres, not just comic books. So if you're into that kind of stuff, movies and TV shows, it's for you. It's a good time. Plus, they usually play a kind of silly, hilarious game at the end. So check it out. It's called Sunspot Scene. You can also see them on the Instagram, at Sunspots scene so thank you jables for doing it it's fun i appreciate it and i've taken some of your recommendations and watched some of the stuff that you've recommended it's great so keep going with that i really love it so now let's get into the sunspots comics podcast issue number 136 starting out with some stuff that's a floating around in up inside my nerd brain yes the very first nugget of nerd lodged deeply into my nerd lobes this week is some comic book movie and tv news I just got one item on the docket today. The first thing here is that Sony Pictures and Marvel have finally released their official first trailer for the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse animated film. It looks amazing. I've uh, just recently shared it on our Facebook.com slash Sunspots Comics page and on YouTube and so on. Check it out. It's amazing. Just look up Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It's directed by Bob Perchetti and Peter Ramsey, written by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. They did the Lego movie, so they know what they're doing in regards to fantastic animated features. Uh, Voices like uh, Shemek Moore, he voices Spider-Man, a.k.a. Miles Morales. And uh, also, you've got uh, Miles Morales, uh, or Prowler, his Miles Morales' uncle is played by... uh, this uh, I'm gonna mess up her name. I'm sorry, Mershala Ali, and I'm super excited about this because this is very reminiscent of the comic book Spider Men. Go and check that out from Marvel Comics. It's phenomenal. It's a sort of crossover world where Peter Parker and Miles Morales are just there together, like this strange little uh, glimpse into the worlds colliding, the Ultimate Universe and the standard Marvel Universe. As Peter Parker and Miles Morales are in the same place, and something goes down there, but it's kind of interesting and it kind of very reminiscent. This this trailer. Of the Spider-Man series. And I even love the scene where Peter Parker and Miles Morales are just sitting there in a subway having a, a just a little chat in a New York subway. It's very cool. It has this absolutely groundbreaking visual style. It's super fast. I can't wait to see it. Go check out this trailer. Again, it's it's the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. It looks phenomenal. And it's going to be in theaters, they just announced, December 14th, 2018. I can't wait. looks great. It's the first time that Sony slash Marvel has done a, a full-featured full, full uh, animated, you know, full-feature length movie. I can't wait to see it. December 14th, 2018. But check out the trailer. It looks phenomenal. And that actually closes the comic book movie and TV news. And the last thing that's on my nerd brain is that I'm creating my very own comic book called Zombie Destroyers. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is truly a passion project. I've wanted to create a comic book since I was just a tiny little baby. And I'm doing the writing, the coloring, the lettering. My friend Jordan Hudson is doing his gorgeous, gorgeous art. Check it out. His Instagram is at Jordan underscore Hudson underscore art. 
Thank you so much, Jordan. Just a quick little Zombie Destroyers update. He is working on the last three pages of Zombie Destroyers issue number one. I can't wait. We're almost there. And a little bonus page we've added into it, which is phenomenal. A little slice of my childhood, an actual true little story of something odd that happened in my childhood. There's a little bonus page in there. But we hope to have it all ready to go and to be selling it before the summer of 2018. That's what it's just looking like with everything that's going on. So I'm super excited, though, to get it out there. It's just really a dream come true, and I'm humbled every time I work on it and Jordan and I are collaborating. It's just so much fun. Go and check out some sample pages of what my comic book, Zombie Destroyers, looks like. Just go to sunspotscomics.com and click on Zombie Destroyers. There's a little link right there. You can see the cover page, the first four pages, a picture of Jordan's dad cosplaying at Rose City Comic Con as Zombie Destroyer's father and mentor, a character I created called Bruce. He's just kind of the, uh, the, the Yoda, if you will, of the group that's just always wise and helping the group out. It's, it's so good. It's so accurate. He has like a bald cap. He has a full head of hair and he's wearing a bald cap. It's a great picture. Just go to sunspotscomics.com and click on Zombie Destroyers to see a little sample, a little smidge, a little, little taste, little little dabble into what my comic book Zombie Destroyers looks like. Check it out. And now we get into my favorite part of the Sunspots Comics podcast, which is my comic book reviews and recommendations, where I pick my favorite comic books for New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, December 6th. And of course, semi-spoiler-ish, super duper light alert. But really don't worry, I work super hard and just intricately go over my script and everything that I read to make sure that I don't spoil these comics for you. I just want to inspire you to go buy some and go read it and just be excited to read it. I never discuss the last couple of pages. I just full on leave those alone. And I only cover just some of the interesting points that are in each comic book. But just in case you've been super duper light, semi spoiler ish alerted. Also, to see everything encapsulated into one place, everything that I'm reading, all of my favorite picks of the week, since I started this podcast in May of 2015, all you gotta do is go to one place, sunspotscomics.com. Click on the pull list, you'll see my 116 comic book titles that I'm currently reading. I just updated it last week, 116, I can't believe it. Also, click on top comic books of the week to see all of my past top picks. It's right there, it's easy to read. I update my website every single week. I simplify it. I keep it compacted. I'm super proud of it. So check out sunspotscomics.com just every week. Peek in there. I'm really proud of it. Check it out. It encapsulates everything that I'm doing. And now let's talk about these super duper art winners this week. I always like to pick the best of the best, a, a cover and an art winner. And this week it was one and the same individual, Clay Mann, for his beautiful work on Batman 36. Please follow Clay Mann at Clay Mann, M-A-N-N-P-I, Peter Indigo, on everything, on all social media. He has Clay Mann, P-I, on everything. His art is gorgeous. It's beautiful. I'll just talk about the cover first. It's just this iconic, beautifully angled little action piece with Batman just sort of hovering over Superman, and they are just classically drawn. The two of them are together. That That is enough right there, but he has this gorgeous sort of lightly faded daily planet that's right behind them in the background as just the two heroes just kind of head towards danger you know they just got this look of determination on their face like they're just there to save the day it's just instantly this classic cover it's gorgeous you have to see it put your eyes on it and it's they just look so determined and and they have those chiseled jaws and such simple line art that's that's clay man's style very super clean uh just Overall, in the, in the meat of this comic, he just really has captured this top-level feel 
of all the speed blurring, which is very important because if you just kind of draw super, you know, super thin lines, which a lot of comics do, uh, that can sometimes just uh, be overdone. He has a way of just doing this blurring style that's just very subtle. And also his subtle, very super realistic emotions on every single face really sells it. That's super important. And I just love the, the great little upside down action scenes and these little poses that he does are just stunning. The eye work uh, is just phenomenal. Just looks so realistic when he closes up, does close-ups on the eyes. It's just lovely. Oh, and when he does the light blue glowing eyes on Superman using his x-ray vision, it's perfect. Just this subtle, simple, light glowing blue eyes. It just sells it. And I just love the way he even has objects crossing over into the panels. It's just perfectly done and very hard to do. I, I appreciate it. It's something that's often taken for granted when you have just objects crossing over into other panels you have to really pay super attention to pull that off and clay man pulls it off he really did it all super well instantly a classic a plus art uh, you have to put your eyes on it batman 36 thank you clay man and again follow him at clay man pi on everything and the breakdown i actually read 16 comics this week and six of them made it to the great ones recommendation list so that's not bad not too shabby it's all right could be better. <laughs> and there are four brand new number ones this week, and only one of them made it to the top pick list. And it's a great one, which I'll discuss very shortly here. So let's get into it. My top comic book recommendations. This is the great ones list of the comic books that I read for New Comic Book Day, December 6th. I really, truly believe these are the best comic books to read of the new stuff that just came out this week. Go buy these now. So now let's get into the countdown. There are six. So here we go. Coming in at number six is the only new number one that made it this week. There were four new number ones. It was the only one of the new number ones that made it to the top pick list. It is Sleepless, issue number one. This is from Image Comics. This is written by Sarah Vaughn, and this is art by, stunning art by Lila Del Duca. And I follow her on Instagram too. It's just Lila Del Duca. Fantastic artist. My goodness, she just has this... This super attention to detail. It just has this, she has this, I don't know, like very fairy-like, very fantasy-like, very ethereal feel, very realistic. The eye work is superb. And it really is just just wonderful looking at her art. It, it, it's so perfectly paired in this sort of fairy tale world. But Sleepless, what's it about? Well, the gist is it's this wonderful little fairy tale world of of the sleepless and they protect uh, the royalty in this world it's it's has this definite kind of i don't know kind of like this disney feel to it it has um but i wouldn't say it's g it's you know more of the definitely definitely sort of pg13 rating but the sleepless protect royalty and it's the story of this young woman named poppy who is uh it's it's she's just has this sort of complicated situation going on here uh, it's kind of Games of Thrones feel in that there's just a lot of players that are sort of giving a hard time or making things difficult for Poppy, who is this kind of illegitimate princess born of uh, the dead king's mistress. So that's right, it gives it that little Game of Thrones feeling. Uh, and, and she attends uh, her uncle's, the new king's, coronation. And it, it really is just kind of this strange, mysterious tale of intrigue as there is an attempt on Princess Poppy's life. And what are the sleepless? They're kind of they're kind of mysterious at this point. They do are they do mention they don't sleep and maybe they're immortal. Not quite sure. I love that they just kinda they're just giving you a little sprinkling here. This is just the intro, and I know this is gonna go places. Sarah Vaughn's a fantastic writer. Um, but 
there is this at the very last this very feeling of just kind of towards the end of royalty and charm that I just really enjoyed here. I, it just felt fresh and new. The opening sequence here where the sleepless man, uh, the the guardian of Poppy, is walking through this. It, very, it reminded me very much of this interview with the vampire scene where it's just this stone tomb with all of these, these skulls all throughout that represent the sleepless that are all there. And it's just this chilling, fantastic, creepy opening sequence. Like, with, like I said, in this tomb. And there is Poppy sort of sort of lying upon her her father's casket this beautifully sort of chiseled stone you know royalty casket and that's that's sort of the way that's the tone that is set at the very beginning of this but it definitely has this she has this she represents this naivete but this also this hope and you you are sort of experiencing sleepless through her eyes and I like that and I got to see where this goes and you're sort of quickly invested in the character Poppy who's definitely this sort of person you care for because of you know like i said she's just she's sort of sweet and innocent but grab it sleepless it's phenomenal fantastically drawn beautiful check it out immediately sleepless from image comics number one get it now so you can just be on this uh the fun train and not miss anything <laughs> i always say that when it comes to new number ones i don't know fun train but coming in at number five is from uh dark horse or no from also from image comics it's rock candy mountain issue or chapter number six and this is written and drawn by kyle starks and colored by chris Weiser. i have to mention because it's just gorgeous gorgeous coloring and a quick gist of it it's hobo world there's a super hobo man he has this strange book that points in the direction of where rock candy mountain is which is great it's it's sort of um derived from this this old folk song where hobos sort of believe that rock candy mountain is an actual place or heaven that all the hobos go to and he's sort of made a deal with the devil, trying to find his way to Rock Candy Mountain with this crazy magical book. And he, in his deal with the devil, he cannot lose a fist fight with any single man. So it's just this great little road trip uh, dealing with uh, hobos and boxcars. And it's in this particular one, by the way, since you got the gist, it's just a, it's a fun train fight between Super Hobo and the Fuzz. <laughs> and it's this hilarious scene where this cop is about to get the smackdown and he pleads to be unharmed uh, due to he has a bad case of hemorrhoids. <laughs> and he's like, don't hit me. It would just split me in two. It's like, I laughed out loud in this scene. And there's more uh, laugh out loud scenes with this. But also, you have this nice little awkward conversation between the devil and his and our super hobo's friend Slim. They've kind of been separated at this point. And I just sort of love this unique situation because the devil's going to try to tempt him and even Slim doesn't believe that his soul is worth it. And the devil tells him, yeah, man, your soul is pure, like top notch, like I need this thing. And <laughs> it's this great conversation where the devil's actually kind of talking him into giving him his soul or making him a deal. And Slim's just kind of like, nah, I think I'm good. <laughs> and I just love the way he just politely turns him down. But you just got this feeling the devil's not just going to take a no so simply. And he'll be back to tempt Slim's soul for something. But it's just this great hobo world of fun. And there's only two issues left. So it's going to end on eight. And I don't want to see it end. But I can see that it's definitely getting towards there. Because uh, you've got something that's happening to our hobo Jackson. Super hobo Jackson here. That could turn the tides of this story. And 
maybe the devil's deal, uh, well, maybe the, de the devil's deal is not, uh, all that working out well for Mr. Jackson. So there's some things that happen here that, that show his, even the deal he made with the devil is going to be challenged here. So Rock Candy Mountain, it's a ton of hobo crazy fun. Get them all. They're fantastic. It's ending on issue eight. So now's the time to jump in, get the previous six issues. They're totally binge worthy and it's just fun. Hobo train stuff. It's a good time. Check out Rock Candy Mountain. So wonderful. Just makes me feel good. It's a feel good comic as well. And coming in at number four is from Marvel Comics. It is Darth Vader issue number nine. And this has been so great. It's been on the like the top pick list for a while now. So get this, this last nine issues of Darth Vader. There was also a previous 25 issues of Darth. Don't get mixed with that. The latest, the last nine issues of Darth Vader have been fantastic. The other one was good. This has been super great and been on the top pick list a lot. This is the action pack winner of the week. This is this fantastic lightsaber duel between the older lady Jedi Master Jocastu Nu and her apprentice, former Jedi, turned to the dark side now. Uh, it's an Inquisitor. They're basically the Sith librarians. Fantastic fight scene. And you, <laughs> she's an older lady Jedi, but hey, so was Yoda, and he was very powerful. But you still sort of feel for her. She's this sweet little, you know, loving Jedi. She's trying to protect all of the sort of Jedi holocrons that that will uncover the young Jedi, for, you know, young Jedis that are force sensitive, their locations in the galaxy. So she's trying to protect that. The Inquisitors are trying to uncover that, reveal that, give that over to the Emperor and the Sith. So that is the that is the conflict here. And let me tell you, this fight with Jocasta Nu and her apprentice Inquisitor is not going very well for her. It's it's a it's a rough fight. I'll say that much uh, for her. Uh, she even at one point seems like she's going to be just sliced down, and she even says Chirrut Inway's prayer from Rogue One. I love it. I'm one with the Force. The Force is with me. I'm one with the Force. The Force is with me. And you're like, this lady's going down. Maybe she does. Maybe she doesn't. But. I love that there is this archive of Force-sensitive children that have to be protected from the Sith. That's definitely... It's all just fill-in very well. This is kind of right after the films where Episode 3 of the of the prequel trilogy ends and, pri and just before 4. So it's a great world to live in right there. And the stakes are high. I love this... Uh, the Darth Vader, also the little sequence here, versus this very super tough library protection droid i mean it's just weird to say that but <laughs> there is a droid that protects the library and he's a badass darth has a difficult time with this fighting this droid but it's just action from not from the beginning to the very end i read this in a couple of minutes it feels like just went so fast because it was so much fun but check it out it has been so good it's my favorite of all the sort of star wars new regime of star wars comics that are out now it's the one i enjoy the most and has been a top pick of the week a few times. So get it. Darth Vader issue number nine. Phenomenal. It's pretty much standalone, but I would definitely get the previous nine. Uh, phenomenal. And here we go now. Breaking into the top three. The top three, the big three. Here we go. So coming in at number three is from Image Comics. It is Extremity issue number nine. Another top pick. It's been on the top pick list a while. Go get it. Just to give you a quick gist, it's kind of like Avatar. Um... In a way, it's the, the world is sort of like that with these floating fixtures of land. And it's ultimately of this, this war that's been going on for centuries. And there's a primary girl involved here that 
she her hand was taken and she's an artist so it, it very much is that it's it's where does she find her place in this world she is also supposed to be the next in line to be the leader of the abba to be the leader of the military against this this war and there's this loving way that it's done to tell people apart they all have sort of a a colored object on their face like a square a rectangle a shape and she is of the red rectangle squared faction versus the sort of light greenish yellow circle faced people <laughs> and i love that they blurred the lines as to who really is the good guys and bad guys in this because you automatically think that our character is the is on the good side but they've i love the writing here it's just flipped uh this is by the way daniel warren johnson's the creator the writer and the artist and the colorist is mike spicer beautiful coloring color winner of the week absolutely fantastically professional coloring from mike spicer but this particular issue, the opening sequence has this Godzilla-like Leviathan in the middle of this fight. And you have this synthetic robot named Shiloh who has just come back from the dead ultimately. He is this, this machine of mayhem, but he is being reprogrammed to be sort of like a, uh, you know, a, a T-2000 that's not supposed to kill. Or a T-200, whichever one Schwarzenegger was. But this is some fantastic, amazing action. The facial emotions are perfect. I love that they're getting back to the core of Thea. Uh, again, she's the little, the younger girl that has her hand cut off. They're dealing with her in trying to find her way. And she's been told by this very Yoda-like woman of this sort of middle-of-the-road clan that doesn't really hasn't really pick, taken a side that, you know, that she is to be an artist. That she's really not supposed to be this Abba of war. And so she's now just sort of conflicted with that you know she does respect her father they've had a little falling out the father is just sort of in this bloodlust warlike mode because of the abba and he has to protect his clan but it's just this little ceremony that mashiba she's the one that uh this 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 woman uh that is uh she's anointing a new clan leader it's such a touching little moment i just i loved it i got a little misty-eyed from it but there is this character that, uh, the, again, the Mashiba, she's fallen. I don't want to say how or what happened, but she has to quickly sort of anoint another person to take over and follow and, and make this sort of middle-of-the-road clan uh, to keep it going. They're like the independent party, if you will, as the Democrats and Republicans fight it out. But it's just this great little loving, interesting little ceremony as well, the, this sort of culture that, that uh, Daniel Warren Johnson has built here. I just love it. It's so interesting and so subtle and so unique. Uh, but it's 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 really building upon this world of these two factions that are against each other, and this middle faction that's just there trying to sort of keep the peace or, or you know, kind of play both sides, but sort of do what's right with their own moral co code in this fantastical world. So get Extremity. It's wonderful. Get the previous issues. It does feel like this is wrapping up, but I did some homework i really can't find any detail as far as if it's ending but it feels like it like it's maybe going to be a 12 issue type of series but it's on nine get it extremity fantastic work thank you daniel warren johnson every single month this comes out on time by the way i appreciate that it just seems to be getting better and better and better yes get it extremity <laughs> and coming in at number two man i tell you the number two and one were like a tie so uh they're both so phenomenally good but coming in number two is batman issue number 36 i mean batman was in the countdown last pod or pod before batman has been so super good and it seems like when they cross over with superman it it just hits at the right the right way but 
I gotta say, the team on this, fantastic. This is, by the way, the the cover artist winner and the art winner, Clay Man, and this is written by Tom King. But, ugh, it's just phenomenal, phenomenal art. Gorgeous. And right at the beginning, there's this... I love the way they do this sort of side-by-side -side shots where Superman and Lois Lane and Batman and Catwoman are sort of absolutely drawn in the same angle in the same position it's amazing but there's two different things totally going on within the panels but it's a great way to show that there's sort of two stories going on at the same time but the way tom king writes the dialogue it ties them together that they're basically talking about the same thing um, it's called super friends so perfectly named it really shows the respect that superman and batman have for each other but ultimately that they have no clue at how they really feel about each other <laughs> it's really about um, Superman being upset that he wasn't told, but he heard about Batman's engagement to Catwoman. I mean, it's this, they're building up to this epic super double date, I guess, <laughs> is what it, I've kind of read ahead, uh, read ahead as to far as what's kind of coming. Um, but this is kind of fun because it's like, it's, it really taps upon that guys don't talk to each other kind of thing. <laughs> because this is just Superman sort of talking to Lois saying, you know, why didn't he tell me? And Lois is like, well, he's busy. And then they kind of, again, do that matching of art side by side. And then it goes to Batman and Catwoman. And he's like, why didn't he ask to be in the wedding? And, you know, <laughs> Catwoman's like, Superman's kind of busy. So it's it's very much how they're clueless about sort of what they do. And they're they're just dudes that don't talk to each other, which is so very relatable. It's all it's how we are, right, guys? Come on. let's We don't talk to each other very much. But it's definitely a hilarious poke. And how we are, how guys are with their friends. They're just clueless. <laughs> oh, and it ends with this great gag that absolutely made me laugh. So I'm not going to spoil it, but it's it's just great. And there is a there's these two bad guys that are introduced here that are sprinkled in. I want to say one of them's name is Radiation, but I, they didn't really name them. It's like they're sort of an afterthought. They're even, as Superman's fighting Radiation, I'll call him, he, she's a, he's actually talking to Lois <laughs> and having a conversation like they're both sort of fighting bad guys but talking to Batman's talking to Catwoman again about Superman not wanting to go to the engagement and Superman saying to Lois why didn't you invite me why didn't he invite me to the engagement party it's just great it's just this fantastic little realistic poke on like how couples sort of get together and have double dates and <laughs> again how friends don't really know each other and also ultimately though about how Superman and Batman have a high level of respect for each other, but they won't tell each other that. <laughs> That's what it's really all about. It's just wonderful. Get Batman. It feels like a Superman-Batman issue, but it's fantastic. Get Bat Batman issue 36. It is absolutely wonderful. Um, but here we go now. Coming in at a numero uno. The number one. The one that beat them all. The winner. It led the pack. It, it's, it does kind of still feel like a tie with Batman because they're both so good, but it edged it out a little bit is Captain America from Marvel Comics, issue 696. Yes, back to legacy memory. I love that. But if you want to feel some Americana, you want to feel some Nostalgiana, get this immediately. Get 695. It's an issue that I will remember for always. Captain America on a road trip to just sort of find himself. All of the sort of uh, Secret Empire stuff and Captain being a Hydra agent. She's kind of gone. Don't worry about that. Don't think about that. Start fresh here. It's just this road trip of Captain America trying to sort of find the core elements as, as to why he's doing this and and just spend time with, with people out there to just sort of 
in a way, you know, win hearts and minds. And it's not, it doesn't feel like he's sort of intentionally doing that. He's also just sort of getting himself together on the road with all of whatever happened in Secret Empire, etc. I didn't read very much of that. But it's easy to jump in. They all feel like sort of individual one-shots here. At least 695 and 696 do. And it just captures that very rare superhero feeling. It really does. I know it's crazy. When you're reading a lot of superhero comics, it's hard to get that feel sometimes. But this truly captures it in a nostalgic way. In an America kind of way. With some stunning, stunning art and writing here. The team of Mark Wade. And Chris Samney. Yes, they did Daredevil for a long time. They did a bunch of stuff together. They are just striking upon. They're hitting the sweet spot of the ball, if you know what I mean. Going right down the fairway. It's just Captain America on these these road trips. And oh, the art is just stunning. Another just another art finalist right here. It was a tough between uh, between Man and and Samney here. They're both just so good, but. Um, this is just phenomenal art. Like I said, Americana feel, Rockwellian. He's traveling America. I mean, there's this part, just stunning art, by the way. He pulls over to the side of the road, and he's uh, he's, he's getting a call from someone at, like, S.H.I.E.L.D., and he just he's just saying there, look, I've, I've never actually been where, where I've sort of made my own money since, since you know, after he's, he's his icicle defrosting. He's, uh, he's always gets money from Tony Stark or gets money from S.H.I.E.L.D. or so on. He just sort of wants to stand on his own here. And he opens his wallet up and has $7 in there as he's driving his motorcycle cross country. And he just doesn't want the Avengers help or anything or just giving him handouts. He, he wants to go into a place and ask if he can wash dishes. And he tries and instantly he's sort of recognized. And there's this great moment with this diner owner where he's like, look. Shut up. You're not paying for food here. You're Captain America. I know who you are. We know who you are. And there's like a little paparazzi moment. They start kind of taking pictures and taking their phone out. And the owner sort of kicks everyone out. And he's just like, no, just enjoy your meal quietly. You don't need people's cameras in your faces. There's even like an old person that takes out their flip phone and takes a picture. <laughs> just cracked me up here. But there's even this swordsman villain that steps into town where he sees him on television that he lives near where Captain America is and he just sort of assumes that Captain America is there for him. But he's not. And there's a great awkward conversation of that. He's like, I knew you'd come to this town and find me eventually. And Captain America was like, actually, no. I was just kind of here, had seven bucks in my pocket, was going to stop in a diner, have a waffle. But, uh, well, since you're here, I'll punch you in the face. But um, <laughs> I love that the swordsman villain has this vibranium sword. Very cool. Uh, you know, there's a little moment there where that sort of aspect comes into play. I love that. I don't want to spoil it. It's a great little moment. But, oh, there's a single spa page splash page here where Captain America's on a motorcycle. I mean, wow. I... I took a picture of it, I put it on my wallpaper, on my computer, etc., on my phone. Uh, it's just so lovely. Captain America, the old style, the, you know, sort of the, the almost sequiny kind of ruffles in the top part of his outfit, the wings on, on, on the mask, and the, the shield to his back, and this, this great Harley Davidson. It's just this Americana feel. You just can't help but just feel nostalgic. And, uh, you know, it, it's just... It wonder, it wonderful, wonderfully drawn, wonderfully captured. This you have to see it. This this splash page, but it's just all about this sort of small town feel and small town folks and Captain America just trying to sort of find his way. And it's you know what what happens if he is just walking around the country? Yes, people recognize him. Villains come out, things happen, but they're all sort of individual individual one shots. They don't seem to be tied in. He's sort of 
just hops on the bike and, and drives away to finish the the each issue but it's wonderful i'm so glad that all the other nonsense is done and they're kind of getting back to legacy back to the core character of of steve rogers and getting that that hero feel and i i really appreciate it it made me feel good it it, it definitely gave me chills on a couple of scenes where really the town is coming together you know with him and uh it's just great stuff go get it easily beat everyone this week um maybe just except for batman just slightly nudged it up to being the first but captain america the number one pick this week it's so lovely go get it go get all of these immediately you will be so happy you did trust me and read them they're just lovely but there you go that's it that's the sunspots comics podcast issue number 136 let me lock the vault door there you go those are my new comic book recommendations this week for new comic book day december 6th please 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 support your local comic book shops and go buy these immediately have that tangible art in your hand that is paper it delivers in a way that only comics can that they can't do digitally but it's just it's all such a what a great week of comics they're all so lovely if you have any questions comments or you'd like a personal comic book recommendation just email me directly chris at sunspotscomics.com um if there's maybe a comic book i should be reading let me know about it or if maybe if you're someone in the business you're in the comic book world and you want to actually be here and have a nice little conversation with me on the podcast just hit me up i've had some great guests in the past just go look in the feed but if you yourself are in the comic book industry and you want to sit down and have a chat with me hit me up again my email is chris at sunspotscomics.com please check out our blog at blog.sunspotscomics.com my very last one was a few weeks ago it's about this experience i had with the customer service department of sphero with my bb8 that broke so check it out and read about that on our blog also, just sign up for our email newsletter. It's sunspotscomics.com slash contact. And please tune in next week for issue number 137 of the Sunspots Comics podcast. I will be reading a list of 20 new comics that are coming out December 13th, Wednesday. Our favorite day of the week, right? New Comic Books Day. It is uh, also two number ones next week that I'm hoping to get. And I hope they're super good. So I can grab them, I can tell you about them, and you can hop right on and start number one fresh. And not have to read like 30 issues, you know, and go back. Sometimes that's a little, a little painful. It can be, but here is a sneak peek into some, just some, of the comic books that are coming out next week for review that I'm going to be reading for Podcast 137. Here we go, in no particular order. Zojicon, that's coming out next week. I can't wait to read that. Um, Birthright, 29, lovely stuff that's going on there. Animosity from Aftershock Comics. Uh, Brilliant Trash from Aftershock Comics, number two, is coming out. Uh, Centipede issue number five. That's wrapping up. That's issue 505. Great uh, Francisco Francovia cover, by the way, on Centipede. Check that out. Coyotes, number two, is coming out. Daredevil, 595. Can't wait. Harrow County, 28. Top pick winner constantly. Can't say it enough. Get Harrow County. It's my favorite horror comic book of all time. Issue number 28 is coming out. Um, Jughead the Hunger. That's been great. Jughead is a werewolf. Can't wait to read that. Maestros, issue number three. Mr. Miracle, issue number five. So much good stuff next week. 20 comics. Ragman, number three. Port of Earth, number two. Slots, number three. And Star Wars, number 40. Just to name a few of just all the lovely comics that are coming out next week. It's going to be jam-packed with good stuff. There's just a respectable stack of comics next week. So please, subscribe, listen in, tell a nerdy loved one to check out Sunspots Comics. If you missed any of the links I mentioned, don't worry. I'll put them on the uh, the podcast show notes. But really, thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. I hope that I just got the juices flowing, got you excited to read some of these comics, because they're they're great. Go and get them immediately. 
And if you feel like giving just a little bit back to help us here at the Sunspots Comics Podcast, just go to iTunes, give us some friendly words, please, and hit us with a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. I'll read your review and right here on a future podcast, and then I'll, I'll just as a thank you, I'll mail you out a little comic book fun pack prize, and uh, just as a way to say thank you. But seriously, thank you again so much for listening. So until next week, spend some time with the ones you love, and go read some comics right away. Do it. Drop what you're doing. Read some comics. <laughs> but stay nerdy, my friends, and of course, be like water, my friends. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. You take the high road. I'll take the low. There, the crevasse. Fill it with your mighty Not much to say when you're high above the mucky muck.